Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Four, five, six. V.I.G. Kyle Fronten started a petition after realizing the plural of phoenix is phoenixes, which sounds pretty similar to a part of the male anatomy. Um, okay, so we have a new sponsor, Barbara's Beauty Salon and Pig Slaughter. Come on down to Barbara's Beauty Salon and Pig Slaughter. Go hog wild for a $12 cut and curl. Tell them Tig sent you and we'll throw in a free ham and mayo sandwich. I mean, how desperate are we for sponsors? You know, they were actually a pretty big get. People love that place. And now... No one uh, informed me that this program was happening today, so I didn't prepare any words. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Tuesday morning, the 27th of August. Hi. How many of us watched the MTV Awards last night? I watched uh, specific clips of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so the way to do it. Yeah. I, uh, I've spent 25 years in therapy uh, working on self-harm, so I, I, see. I decided not to watch so it. You okay. avoided it. Yes. Okay. All right. What was your prediction yesterday on Sebastian Maniscalco? I believe that Sebastian Maniscalco <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> uh, was going to go out there and hear a bit of crickets mm-hmm. because he was a weird booking because mm-hmm. kids don't know that bit. Right. Or his generation. And so he was going to go out there and be like, hey, oh, little Nas X, I only remember big Nas L. He was a guy from my neighborhood. Like, I thought we were going to get a lot of that. And I don't know if that's what happened. Here's, well, I brought in some highlights. Thank you. Here's what you weren't taking into account the, mm-hmm. the, all the extras that MTV always puts right up front uh-huh. that laugh like it's the funniest thing they've mm-hmm. ever heard. So there was never crickets. Right. But they just go crazy. Woo! Like, like on what? jokes that don't, like yes. they're not laughing, they're like applauding. He came out after, Taylor Swift opened the show. Yes. And she had the smoke machines up there, whatever mm-hmm. you call it, fog, whatever it is. Great. And he walks out and he decides that he's going to work that into his first joke. Welcome to the 2019 VMAs. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco and I'm going to be your host tonight. Wow. So listen to the yelling. I mean, that's still for Taylor, but also now he's coming out and right. they continue screaming well, through the whole show. If there's anything I know about MTV, you know, yeah. kids, is that they love Taylor Swift as much as Sebastian Maniscalco's. That's true. So I get it. <laughs> Listen, I didn't mean to come out to a cloud of smoke, but uh, backstage, my mother's frying zucchini. It's not really her fault. She's making it for 20,000 people tonight. Did I write that? Wow. <laughs> You should be fired if you Holy did. Holy cow. Can I How? write for Sebastian Maniscalco's? It's not even a joke. Oh, I can, my I gosh. I could do this. I could do this. Insanity. 
So we crack the window and hopefully this all clear out for the Devils home opener. Right, there were a couple of hockey references, which I was okay, okay with. All right. But that was the first thing he said. Wow. Unreal. That's not even... I, I think I made a joke yesterday about my mom's home cooking. I think I was like, when my mom made me lasagna, it was a lot like when Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello brought the heat. Like, I thought he was going to do something like that. <laughs> what? Why? Oof. Like, that's not even a joke. Yeah. I, I don't think... Do you think thing. he meant that to be a joke? I know that Sebastian Maniscalcos is extremely popular. Yes. Like, he is doing very well. He's selling out a tremendous amount of seats. Yes. I think I'm making fun of more the idea that they thought it was a good booking for him to host the MTV Awards. Until you heard that. Well, then I'm like, why Why is he doing it? Right, I have more clips. I'm going to play them as long as you guys can handle okay. it. Yeah. And then tap out whenever you Please. feel like you've heard enough. Please. Man, what a night. We're celebrating music the way it always was intended. In a hockey rink in the middle of Newark. That cheering drove me crazy <laughs> because it has no reference to how funny or not funny that joke was. Oh, it just drove me crazy. When I was a kid, we used to hang out with the modern sisters. They was <laughs> fat and ugly and had big noses. Not these Hadid sisters. These girls look great. Oh. My. I am so glad to be here. I've been here for a week in New Jersey. I'm from Los Angeles. No, you're not. That's my question. No, you are not. I'm from Los Angeles. Where's he from? Uh, not uh, Los Angeles. Right? I, I mean, no. if so, that is a fake accent. Right. That's my point. But that's always been his accent. No, right? I know. But that's even weirder. Does I'm he say from th- L.A. I like the Grove. <laughs> like, it's like that doesn't. <laughs> I pick my seats at the Arclight. <laughs> Maybe he was born. He's here. from Illinois. Yeah, weird. Yeah. So I think it may have been the setup for this joke, which is which is a, just a crowd killer. I am so glad to be here. I've been here for a week in New Jersey. I'm from Los Angeles, where uh, everybody's riding around in a bird scooter, <laughs> taking photos of, uh, of themselves in front of a wall, and everybody with an iPhone apparently is an influencer. Now listen, New Jersey doesn't have time for that, all right? Jersey has had one influencer for the past 40 years, and that's Bruce Springsteen. Oh, kids. The kids, kids love, love it. Yeah, kids <laughs> love it. Yeah, he, uh, he moved to L.A. in 1998. That joke could have been fixed with just I live in L.A. Yeah. Rather than I'm from. Yeah. Another? You want more? Yeah. He just learned what throwing shade is. You want to oh, hear that no. joke? I mean, I can't wait. <laughs> Obviously, we have a lot of people from the music industry here tonight. Now, there's a lot of feuds going on with the music business. Now, this is weird because it shows you not only, like, this was, not only does he not have a full understanding of what feuding means between mm. people and, and different groups or people that are fighting with each other. He just sort of knows that there have been feuds in the past. Sure. And just in a general way, he says that there's feuding. Feuds going on with the music business. <laughs> people throwing shade. Uh. Just found out what shade was this week. See, because he didn't know what shade was. Throwing shade to- for me was when we had a day game at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> only time we threw shade and that Lizzo oh I tell you 
Last time I saw Lizzo. Oh, no, I don't think I should go there. No. Yep. He just learned what shade was. So with all the shade flying back and forth, coming up with the seating chart for tonight was harder than arranging the tables for my Uncle Luigi's fifth wedding. So I hope everybody's happy over there. Well, so... So he's saying it in the form of a comedian. I think I said Wa- I think I said Waluigi yesterday. I got really close really to this close. actual like yeah, And you this were just not great. You were just going off the top of your head. Yeah, I think I got very close. He had time to prepare for this. Oh, I see Normandy. She's in the audience. <laughs> My great grandfather stormed you. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> This may be my favorite because it's the longest with the least payoff. This is happening for the first time. MTV, they they notice that we're living in ultra-sensitive time, Uh. right? So if you feel triggered... If you're writing for him, what, what do you do in that particular case? Jensen has written for many SBs, award shows. Yeah. yeah, maybe 10 award shows. Yeah. Um, what do I do for him? I lean into the idea that he probably shouldn't be there. Okay. <laughs> okay. I know you have that. To. There's no option. I, I try to stay away from as many Luigi jokes yeah. because they don't really land with anyone. Right. Um, I think I just kind of have fun. I think I, I honestly do the hello kids thing. That is really what I yeah. do. Hello, fellow kids. It, because it's 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 the easiest direct line. Right. You, you're almost like a happy uncle. That, what yeah, sure. What he's doing right now is he's trying to go down to their level, and yeah. it's really awkward. Well, he uh, knows that it's ultra-sensitive time. Or you feel offended by anything I'm saying up here or anything the musical artists are doing. They're providing a safe space backstage Will you get some stress balls and a blankie. And also, Little Nas X brought his horse, which will... Which will double as an emotional support animal. If I tell people that because I'm not funny, they're just triggered and offended not getting it, but I win. But, but the he, odd part is, is he's not even doing that. Right, thing. that's my thing, is he's like, not being offensive. He's not being no, pushing like the envelope. The Chappelle, the Chappelle special that dropped yesterday that's getting so much attention and kudos yeah. or whatever is because he's doing that sort of on purpose. He's sort of saying, here's what I am. You're going to have to live with it, blah, blah, blah. But then when you're like, little Nas that's like the opposite of trigger. <laughs> you're, you're playing into the millennial kind of... And also, you're preaching to the people who are that generation. Right. That's They're, what I'm saying. You're you're setting up for people to say they don't like you, so you yeah. can then come back and say you're just triggered you're and the you creep. don't get it. Yeah, you're the creep. But Everyone yeah, else. haven't heard the ultimate uh, payoff yet, okay. the ultimate punch. So if you'd like to talk to your ushers, they will send you back to, uh, to where that's happening. Personally, uh, I would remove you from the arena, put you in your car, and send you home, but... They opted with the safe space. I'd like to just remind you that that's like the first eight, nine, ten minutes after Taylor Swift. Right. Yeah. Also, Taylor Swift's whole thing is about safe space right now. Like you, you, you're following a, a yeah. song about LGBTQ uh, rights and stuff. Like, I just got the now. idea that he didn't know he was hosting, <laughs> and his agent called him like that morning and said, "Dude, yeah. you got to get over there." And he was just winging it. Like, he did a um. He did, they did a commercial for the lead up to it and it wasn't that bad i remember seeing the commercial being like oh this could work uh but it was because he played the like cool uncle thing now now he's just like i'm kind of a millennial from la (laughs) you know me so weird so weird miley cyrus got a breakup 
I'm telling you, I'll meet her backstage. I'll show her what a Hemsworth brother really looks like. Hey! <laughs> oh my God, please stop. Wait, we can stop your tapping please out. Please stop. By okay. the way, that's right in line. Yeah, it is. It's not that off. That's so what he It's what awful. He, what he did. It's awful. Let's... There's two highlights, two highlights if you want to look online. Mm-hmm. One is Lizzo. Uh-huh. Oh, what's the other one? Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott. Elliott. Those kilts, two are yeah. great. Everything Their else? comedy really, really hit. <laughs> <laughs> stuck the landing. <laughs> Everybody else, um, not not really all that. Not worth it. Spent I thought they were the same person backstage, Lizzo <laughs> and Missy. They look alike to me. Hit the laugh. Hit the laugh. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Thank you. Let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? Not interested. Uh, Bert Kreischer will join us. I hope you guys saw his uh, Instagram where he's dancing. Oh, wow. What a dream. That is a lot of man doing some moves. He's got some moves, he's, though. He definitely he's does. He's actually doing definitely some decent does. dance moves. I thought he did. Yeah, I thought he did well. Yeah, but you don't want to see that guy doing that. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, maybe you do. I mean, throw on a shirt if you want. <laughs> it's it, Bert Kreischer. I know. That's, that's no one. shirt could con- shirt. contain him. I, w- I wouldn't be against normal sized underwear either. <laughs> <laughs> Bert Kreischer, you, it comes with no shirt. That's just part of his deal. Yeah. Uh, fast food report with Jensen. Mm-hmm. You hated a band and then you turned around on it and now you love a band. All right. Strange, right? Happens though. A lot. Definitely. Your first does. impression, you're like, ah, I'm not so great. I'm not so happy about that. But then you listen more, or your friends love them and mm-hmm. they t- play your tracks and stuff, and you turn around and you start liking it. Sometimes decades later. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, and we've got your uh, tickets to the advanced screening of It Chapter 2 as well coming up this morning. We'll take a break and we will come back with what's happening next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. Allie McKay is here with our first look at what's happening. Guys, fall doesn't start until September 23rd. Hmm. But are you feeling it? No. You feeling it today? Mm, not even a bit. Happy Pumpkin Spice Latte Day, everybody. Yeah! <laughs> Starbucks has sold nearly half a billion pumpkin spice lattes over the past decade and a half. And this year, this year they're hoping to satisfy people's insatiable thirst with a new option as well. So not only today are you getting your pumpkin spice latte, but maybe you're like, listen, it's too soon. It's 104 out. I don't want this hot drink. What about a brand new pumpkin cream cold brew drink? Nope. What about a pumpkin cream cold brew drink? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. We get it. Let me tell you what's in it. We get it. It's yes. It's pumpkin spice flavoring and cold brew coffee topped with pumpkin cream cold foam and a dusting of pumpkin spice (laughs) topping. (laughs) So it's basically an iced coffee, but an iced pumpkin spice coffee. Yeah. So who's in? I'm going to pass. Okay. All right. I mean, I don't hate it, but I also don't love it. I think pumpkin. Listen, if I'm going to get... If I'm going to go the Kevin route and get sort of like a milkshake instead mm-hmm. of a coffee, <laughs> right? I'm going to get like a nice blended or whatever. Right. Like I'm going to go all in. I'm not going to do the half coffee, half 
Okay. You know. So you'd go for like a pumpkin ice blended. Oh, please. I bet they could do that, I right? I bet you they the could. cold brew? I even go to the Jamba Juice, the few that still exist. Oh, I love Jamba Juice. And I get that pumpkin one during the during the season. Yeah? Do you get like a shot of wheatgrass too? Nah, son. No. I want it as gross, as okay. unhealthy as possible. <laughs> well, gross. <laughs> You're going to have that wheatgrass. I, but I you am, got that. Like there is an entire menu at Jamba Juice that's just bad for you. Well, there's of course. like a gummy bear one. It's like a hidden secret menu there. It's like the animal really? style. It's the yeah. best. Yeah. Wow. I had no idea. I mean, it's terrible. It's bad for you. Yeah. Kevin goes to Jamba Juice when he needs the healthy alternative <laughs> and gets the gummy one. It's a, a step healthier here, for me than normal. Here are some of the secret menu items. Sour Patch Kids, Reese's Pieces, the Dirty Orgasm. That's what? one that you could order that there. Blue Gummy Bear, Green Apple, Chocolate Covered Strawberries, Butterfinger, ras- Raspberry Shortcake. You can just walk in and... 12 different smoothies. Oh, 33 secret menu smoothies. No, sir. All sound great. I've never heard of any of these. You're welcome. Maybe because they're a secret. Mm-hmm. And these are all locations? Yeah. Even the orgasm one? Yeah, it's I not think. specific? No. <laughs> no. It's not in the Hustler store? No. <laughs> no, I think you get that anywhere. Apple okay. pie is one of them. Oh, all right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, guys, uh, big news on the SNL front. The 45th season of NBC's Saturday Night Live got a premiere date as well as some host musical guest combination lineups. The show will return on September 28th with the host Woody Harrelson, musical guest Billie Eilish. Yes. All right. All right. Love it. Uh, by the way, that'll be Woody Harrelson's fourth time as host. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up October 5th, Phoebe Waller-Bridge... <gasps> with Taylor Swift. All right. That's going to be ratings gangbuster. That'll be great. Let I, me know I how that is. I have a feeling SNL was like, really want to get Phoebe Waller-Bridge on, but to most people, put her with Taylor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But true. for me, I'm, I'm in for Phoebe Waller-Bridge. October 12th, David Harbour and Camila Cabello. And November 2nd, Kristen Stewart for her second time. Love her. Musical guest. TBA, not sure who they are, but they sound great. Mm-hmm. They sound great because they booked them for December 21st <laughs> as well. Oh, All wow. weeks in a row. Two oh, weeks in a row great. with TBA. Them. But that's the that's the big deal there, the Christmas episode, December 21st. What just happened? 21st. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Holy Allie, crap. I almost swallowed the mic right there. Touching? December 21st. That's how big of a deal this is. That's the worst bell ever, by the way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> December 21st. Eddie freaking Murphy. I love it. Back on SNL to host for the first time ever. Love it. You guys, that's huge. Kevin is yeah, because, making a face well, like he's not time, into it. Last time we got suckered into nothing. Because he came out at well, the he anniversary. Just came he came out and just said he nothing. Was, yeah. He was earnest. Right. Yeah, right. But yeah. if he's going to do comedy, I'm back in. I think he's uh, he's going to have a lot to say in that monologue. I hope yeah. so. Yeah. I hope he just... hope he does Gumby. I hope he torches Lauren Michaels. You guys, uh, you watch the uh, SNL? No, I uh, know I wouldn't no. do that. I wouldn't no. do that. I uh, I will watch Phoebe Waller Bridge and I will watch Eddie Murphy for sure. For I record sure. it every week. I record it mm-hmm. and then I delete it. Yeah, I usually wait for the good clips to show up online. If mm-hmm. a lot of people are talking about something, I'll Chris, watch it. Kristen Wiig, I would watch because sure. she can make anything funny. It's Kristen Stewart though. Then I'm not going to watch that. I thought it was odd that you said I love her, but I just thought, you know, maybe we don't know Kevin maybe, as much. Maybe as he's we more into the Twilight movies than we thought. By the way, Kevin, Chris- literally, you said I love her, and I went, huh. Okay. Cool. <clears throat> Kristen Wiig is who I was right. excited about. Not Kristen Stewart? No. Okay. Not as much. Cool. Uh, Kristen Stewart was supposedly very good when she hosted SNL the first time. 
Excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Didn't loves it. She, a huge fan, this guy. <laughs> huge fan. All right. Wait till Robert some, Pattinson uh, gets announced. <laughs> some birthdays for you. Aaron Paul, Tom Ford, Tony Canal from No Doubt, and Mr. Pee Wee Herman himself, Paul Rubens. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. A little bit later on this morning, Burt Kreischer. Mm-hmm. Yes. One of all of our favorites. Me so like good. it. He um, is insane. Yes. Nuts. In we the couldn't best love him more. way. Yes. First time he came on our show, he's like, my daughter's a moron. And we were like, whoa, dude. You want to retake that? He's like, nope, she's a moron. He is the best storyteller in <laughs> comedy. really is. In my Absolutely. Opinion. And he has the stories to back it up as yeah. well. Uh, right now, it's time for People Are Dumb. Dumb. Uh, the first one comes out of Florida. What a surprise. Instead of the stakes being raised, looks like they have been lowered by a Florida man who allegedly tried to steal stakes by shoving them down his pants. <laughs> WFOX-TV reports St. John's County Sheriff's Office arrested Michael Owens after he was reportedly seen on security camera at a grocery store putting over $56 worth of stakes in his pants and leaving. $56 worth? That's that's a it's good a lot amount of steak. Of steak. He, it, yeah, he'd be good at supermarket sweeps. <laughs> sure would. Yeah. <laughs> that's part of it. Uh-huh. Putting it down your pants, is it? Fox News reports a loss prevention officer caught Owens as he was leaving the store, according to the police report. Police said Owens told officers he thought he would only be removed from the store for trespassing, not arrested if they caught him in the act. His understanding was, <laughs> I can put as many steaks in my pants as I want. Uh-huh. If I leave with them, just it's, they're just going to kick me out. Yeah. That's Pan- all. Pants rule. But it's a pants rule, yeah. yeah. Sure. The stakes were recovered but not put back on shelves oh, because good. of where they were obviously found. All right. Thank you for reading Thanks, that so straight. sir. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, next to the kielbasa sausage. <laughs> man arrested for sitting on couch. A 19-year-old man is facing aggravated burglary and resisting arrest charges after he allegedly refused to leave a couch August 18th in a stranger's house. Also, not his couch. Nope. Okay. 23-year-old resident called the police at 6.45 a.m. and told officers a man had entered his home and was sitting on his couch. Okay. He said uh, no one knew the man, and he didn't live, the man didn't live in the house, and he had no idea where he was from. Just a guy sitting on the couch that wouldn't get up. Officers found Stephen Bermudez Martinez sitting on the couch, the report said. Police uh, informed him that he was under arrest for aggravated burglary. As officers approached him, they discovered that he had two knives. <laughs> oh. They took away the knives. They had to fight him to get him off the couch. That's a great <laughs> ad for that couch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. So comfortable. So comfortable. Burglars won't want to leave it. <laughs> yeah, so comfortable. You'll want to kill cops. <laughs> what? Uh, never mind. Go. Uh, Bermudez Martinez is in county jail on $20,000 bond. You guys remember uh, Psycho Mike's um, We're Not Leaving bit? They would go to a bar at closing time and Mm -hmm. just say, not leaving. Oh, God. And just wait it out. Like, whoever was the last one in there won the game. Mm -hmm. That's what this guy was doing with the couch. (laughs) I'm not getting up. I'm super comfortable. Uh, A crook caught snoozing in hammock in the victim's garden. A burglar caught snoozing in a hammock in his victim's garden told police he was, quote, tripping balls during a drug-addled <laughs> crime spree. I mean, what what seems better than a hammock? If you're tripping, you just need a little lay down? A hammock. Right. The hammock guy and the couch guy should hang out. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sean Davies admitted burglaring three sheds at the property in South Wales while carrying a knife and, quote, tripping balls on speed. Uh, the police asked him if he was responsible for the burglary. He said, I couldn't tell you. I was out of my head. Right. Homeowner uh, walked downstairs, saw him um, in the 
in the hammock and just called police and said, what's going to happen? And then the guy, as he was leaving, said, I'm really sorry, ma'am. Um, if I could make it up to you, I'd like to come back and, and work in your garden. <laughs> what's going on? That was I'm his gonna, offer. I'm going to pass on that, Right. Sir. Don't you think like that's the last thing yeah. she wants? You just burglarized my sheds and took a nap in my hammock. I'd rather not see you again. We're good. Ever again. Yeah. Uh, another story out of Florida. They're all out of Florida, and there's yeah. nothing I can do about it. I looked for stories that weren't out of Florida. Yeah, they don't exist. Yeah. Sheriff's investigators say they were summoned to a Walmart store near Tampa on Thursday, where they found Michael Dale Hudson blocking the liquor store entrance with his golf cart. No one's coming in. No one's getting out. He said that he wanted to speak to the manager, and he wasn't moving until the manager came out. As deputies spoke to him, he, they said he suddenly drove into the store toward different people that were in there shopping and rammed it into the cash register. Oh, my. After police were there. What is his problem with Do- this place? Doesn't say. Doesn't say why he did it. It just was... Just they, he, he owns a golf cart. Correct, yes. He owns I mean, a golf that's, cart. That's high class. <laughs> he was jailed on multiple charges, including aggravated battery. A lawyer was not listed in his jail records. Hmm. Hard to imagine. Uh, another Walmart story. Okay. Mm-hmm. We could do a whole Walmart segment, too, couldn't we? He walked into a Walmart for wine. What he did next in the bathroom, he was arrested for. Oh, dear. Yep. A man was uh, unable or unwilling to cough up the $6.98 to pay for a bottle of barefoot wine at Walmart mm-hmm. and ended up behind bars. According to the arrest report, Ty Kelly entered a Walmart store on Wednesday, walked to the alcohol aisle, grabbed a ball of barefoot Riesling, stuffed it down his pants... And took it to the bathroom. Okay. Oh. A few minutes later, came out of the bathroom, empty bottle, tossed it in the trash, hmm. and just walked out the front door. Okay. He just, drank an entire wine bottle in the bathroom. She just chugged it. Just chugged, chugged the it. whole thing. Huh. And then just tossed out the empty. Like why, you do. Why wouldn't you just leave it in the bathroom? Why bring it back out and so people can see? Because then you can't brag about it, man. Okay. Yeah, you're just yeah. like, yo, I just downed a wine bottle. Okay. You got to think this to through, Allie. Okay, my yeah. bad, my bad. <laughs> a loss prevention uh, officer flagged him down in the in the parking lot, and then the police showed up and they arrested mm-hmm. him. And finally, seniors, senior citizens burned, uh, busted for having public sex. Sure. Oh, how senior? Hello. How senior is the key, Allie? This comes out of Fairfield... Connecticut. Connecticut. Oh. Oh. Okay. You don't hear stories like this out of no. Connecticut. I was often. trying to figure out where it is in Florida. Six senior citizens ranging from 62 years old to 85 <gasps> years old. Thanks, honey, little grandpa. Were busted on sex charges earlier this month after being involved in lewd and sexual activity in a public park. Wow. 62 to 85. That's hot. 85. That's hot. That's hot? Yeah. The group was um, caught in the act on August 9th at the Grace Richardson Con- Conservation Area in Connecticut. The area is reportedly known as a- as being a place for people to have sex. Okay. okay. All right. Get that reputation. Uh, here's the best part of the story. The five men and one 85-year-old Whoa. woman. So she was the oldest of the group. Uh-huh. I would like to see it. <laughs> I would I like to I not see no. it. And then there were five men between the ages of 62 and 85. This is great. <laughs> this is great. Um, they have been charged with breach of peace and public indecency. 
Is that what she calls it, peace? That's what she calls it, yes, and that is... Dumb. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Jensen, what do you have for us now? Uh, You guys, I'm excited to bring you these when I can. And boy, there is a lot of news this week in the Fast Food Report. KROQ 106.7 FM through the magical wonderment of radio airwaves brings you the Fast Food Report. With your dude with the lowdown on chain restaurant food, Jensen Carp. Pooped my pants. He'll get his hands dirty with grease and face covered in cheese. He's your direct line to delicacies and calories. He's Jensen Carp. Take it away, gumshoe. Oh, thank you, Detective Omar. Hey, uh, okay, so uh, to remind you, if you've never heard the feature, I give you some hot new news from the fast food industry. It's all real. All real. Quick service restaurants, QSRs. I give you some updates, things that are happening around around the world, you tell me if you would eat it or beat it. All right. All right. And if you're into fried chicken, boy, you are going to love this week. The hype has been around Popeye's. We all know this spicy chicken sandwich. Everyone's talking about it. But let's not ignore that it's been quite a week also for KFC. Mm. Yesterday, they made quite an impact with the announcement that they will be teaming up with Beyond Meat to debut a new plant-based Beyond Fried Chicken. Ugh. Well, we know where Kevin's Kevin's going. It starts today as a limited test only in Atlanta, Georgia. KFC fans are invited to visit the Cobb Parkway location between 1030 and 630 to get a complimentary sample while supplies last. Beyond Fried Chicken available as nuggets with dipping sauces or boneless wings tossed in one of these three sauces, Nashville Hot, Buffalo, or Honey Barbecue. They say if it goes well, it'll be everywhere soon, which I can only imagine it will be because it is all over the press. So I ask you, Beyond Fried Chicken... I like the planet, or I just can't eat it or beat it. Let's start with Kevin. Let's, let's, yeah, yeah. 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 I knew that was coming. I knew that. Or was you coming. hit it before I could even talk. I even not even allowed you to talk. Allie, eat it or beat it. I mean, I'll try it. Why not? Yeah. I think it's going to be good. Um, yeah. Mugs, you're you're sitting in for Bean. What do you think? Eat it or beat it? I love our Mother Earth, mm-hmm. and I've had Beyond Meat in chicken forms before, and they were not bad. Yes. If, if they're done right. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll eat it. Eat it. Chicken with an I-N. Kevin, you're alone on this one. I know. KFC's other big announcement came in the form of a bowl. A new mac and cheese bowl, to be specific. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, my God, the man doesn't even want to hear anything. Yes, Chick-fil-A got a lot of attention recently by debuting mac and cheese on their menu, but that was just plain old mac and cheese. KFC's taking it one step further. It launched yesterday, and it combines KFC's rich and creamy cheddar mac and cheese topped with KFC's crispy popcorn chicken and sprinkled with a three cheese blend. So yes, it's popcorn chicken mac and cheese. You can also get it spicy with Nashville hot sauce and those are available for a limited time at participating locations for $5 with a cookie and a drink. My God, that's a lot. And we've come to that time now. Chicken in your mac and cheese or bitch, that sounds whack. Please eat it or beat it. Let's start with Allie. uh, I've made no secret that I am very allergic to cheese. Mm -hmm. I would like to buy that for everyone I know. 
and mm. let them enjoy it. Mm. I, however, am going to have to beat it. Beat it. It that sounds so good, though. Kevin, eat it or beat it? I'll eat mine and Ellie's. Okay. All right. All right. No, I shouldn't have said it that nope. way. <laughs> beer, beer mug? You had me at bowl. I'll eat it. Wow. wow. Had you at bowl. Yep. That's just about weed, though. Yep. Uh, and I hope you left more room for fried chicken because Pizza Hut doesn't want to feel left out. So they created the fried chicken pizza. Oh, available only so far in New Zealand. Say hello to fried chicken and bacon ranch pizza. The pie features southern style fried chicken bites, bacon, red onion and chili pepper, melted mozzarella cheese, all drizzled with a rich, creamy ranch sauce. Oh, bending, <laughs> <laughs> gagging, <laughs> bending reality uh, and clogging arteries. This pizza will run you about eight U.S. dollars, but it will leave a lifetime of memories. So we've come to the end of the road. I ask, fry up that pie or cry till you die. Let's start with Muggo. Look, I'm always trying to find ranch, bacon, red onions to add to my pizza. Yes. And if they're going to put chicken with it, mm-hmm. hell to the mother yeah. effing yes. That's it. That's a yes. Allie. <laughs> I'm going to skip this one. Beat it. She also gagged while I was saying it. Yeah. Hell Kevin. to the mother effing yes. Yeah. Thank you, Kevin. All right. Uh, now you may have missed the opportunity to participate in this. It was National Dog uh, Day yesterday. Mm-hmm. We all posted pictures of our adorable dogs. But that doesn't mean Del Taco doesn't deserve their time to be best in show. Yesterday, they gave away 100 bags of all-natural Del Barco treats. Okay. Cra- <laughs> crafted by Orange County-based Naked Dog Bistro and in the flavors of bacon, cheese, and hash browns. They were given away via Instagram and in their web store for $2, but supplies ran out fast. So I'm sorry to bring you such doggone bad news. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> if anything, it's something to keep in mind for next year or buy them on eBay like a total creep. It was in conjunction with their brand new Del Taco breakfast wrap, which I'm excited to try as well. So I hope you are a good boy because I ask you now, Del Barco dog are treats. Dog treats? Are, are they dog are treats they or are they, they humans? These are Del Barco dog treats. For dogs? For dogs or humans? These are for dogs. I like the sound or someone call the pound. Eat it or beat it. Please answer in the form of barks. One for eat it, two for beat it. Let's start with Muggos. Ruff! <laughs> Allie? Wait, which one is which? Oh, wait. He he said yes. yes. He said eat that it. One for fun. eat it, two for beat it. Got it. You want to know if I will eat dog food <laughs> is what you're asking. I didn't completely think that out. Okay. It sounded better than I'm that. I'm just yeah. saying, do you like it? For a dog? <laughs> for me? <laughs> you don't get two votes. Well, for a dog, I totally get it. Okay. Kevin? Ruff! <laughs> You're going to eat dog food. Uh, yeah. Well, well I don't know if good. I said that. I more said, is it good? It's it a good, good idea. It does sound good. <laughs> so now we're doing ideas? <laughs> <laughs> I was Maybe I was asking for well, your dog. I mean, we weren't sure which who you were talking <laughs> to be about. Honest, I was just excited they okay. were serving dogs. All right. Backfire. No, that's not good. Okay. It backfired. <laughs> we don't want serving dogs. I don't want, wait, am I voting on eating dog? No. You've already voted. Okay. And now for dessert. It's a team up between what appears to be 7-Eleven and White Castle, as they've started to offer a frozen version of gooey butter cake on a stick. Oh. Yeah, you heard me. Back in 2014, White Castle offered the sweet treat for a limited time, and it built quite a cult fan base. And while fiends waited with watering mouths out of nowhere, 7-Eleven started offering them to take them home from the frozen section. Mm. Gooey butter cake, if you don't know, is a flat and dense cake made with wheat cake flour, butter, sugar, and eggs, dusted with powdered sugar, and it was on a stick at White Castle. Just in time for the fair season, I'm trying to confirm if they're at every 7-Eleven. I called 7-Eleven corporate yesterday, proving that I take this job way too seriously. (laughs) They did not call me back, so please tweet me at Jensen Carp if it's at your 7-Eleven, because I have a wife with a newborn who only cares about butter cake. But in the meanwhile, gooey butter cake, give me the stick or make me sick. Let's start with Kevin. Eat it or beat it. I'm going to say if it's fresh, yes, but no at McDonald's. It's a 7-Eleven. No. 
Frozen. Very confusing, but I'm going to go with a beat it. Allie, eat it or beat it. I think everything's better with the stick. I'm going to eat that. (laughs) Muggos? Look, I love goo, okay? Oh, Oh, wow. I'll need that drop. Thank you. But yeah, it's sweet. It's delicious. I'm going to go ahead and eat it. Again, I'm sorry for the dog thing, but that was your fast food report. <laughs> Signing off for Carol Q 106.7 FM. That was the fast food report with Jensen Carr. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. Carol Q. We had Jonah Ray in not too long ago. Wait, can we hear that? Oh, it's Listen. yeah. It sounds like thunder. It's like a horror oh, movie. It stopped when yeah. we it stopped right when, when we, we pointed said, out. It yeah. stopped. Nonsense. They know. They know we're on air. Every time we talk, they do it. <laughs> it's nonsense. We had Jonah Ray in a couple of days ago, yeah. and uh, we were talking music, mm-hmm. and he said that he hated Oasis. At one time. At one time. Yes. And we all love Oasis. So mm-hmm. We're like, what are you talking about? He just said that he hated, that was his first instinct was that he hated him. And then over time, he's heard songs, and he completely changed his idea of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He loves Oasis. Came around, 180. Came around. Yeah. So that's the topic today, and we're going to take your calls at 1-800-520-1067. You used to hate a band. Mm-hmm. Now you love that band. What changed it? What changed? And we reached out to people on social media yesterday and asked them yes. what bands to, you know, and some that we heard, Frank Franco, who has a great name and listens to the show, <laughs> he said, Bush, I always thought he was a Kurt Cobain wannabe, but then I grew older and the band made more sense to me. Jeffrey Herrera said Muse. I've now seen them 11 times. They're in my top five current bands. But when they first came out, I thought they sounded like a bad Radiohead. Oh, how dare you? How dare That's weird. Uh, Michael They've Sh- always sounded good. I, I agree, but Strange. this guy doesn't. I mean, everyone has different opinions. Okay. Michael Shuey, I used to hate the Foo Fighters right after Nirvana. Oh, go straight to hell. It might have been a loyalty thing. I don't know, but now they're one of my favorite bands. Okay, you're fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Instagram, Silver Girl wrote Duran Duran. Used to hate them, especially in high school. Now I love them and know every song. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I used to despise uh, the B-52s. Oh, which I don't understand. Well, I know. That's I the response like I get from everybody. They would be so up your alley just because yeah. they're so, Fun? so kitschy. And yes. I, I think I thought you would love them. I don't think I necessarily listened close enough to sort of get that kitschy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. It just drove me out of my mind every time there was a B-52 song going. And then there was one day when this studio was located in Burbank and there was a knock at the back door. And I opened the back door just because it's weird that someone's knocking on it during sure. the morning show. And it was Fred Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> there to beat you up? <laughs> no, he, he didn't know anything about this K-Rock? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know anything about me or whatever. Uh-huh. And I talked to him for a little bit. He's the nicest guy in the world. And I started listening to their music. What's the rock? Maybe I, was, maybe I was just m- missing the fun of it or yeah. whatever. Were you introduced yeah. by just Love Shack? That um, could, that even could, that one, though. That could have been an issue, though. Because yes. top single, big hit, gets played a lot. That's yes. the only thing you know. Maybe but then, that's the problem. But played then you it hear much. other songs, right. But then I heard this one, and I now that other one I like, too. I like the B-52s yeah. now. Yeah. You Who should. knew? And Fruitcake? So, Fruitcake, by far. Yeah, Listen, please. That's the best Amazing. song ever. It's a jam. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I had the same feeling um, growing up. My uh, aunt of mine... Every time I was in the car, would play the specific guy because she knew it drove me nuts. I Love thought it. his voice was the most annoying, whiny voice I had ever heard in my life. I hated him with a passion. I wanted his family dead. Wow, that's yeah, I took it. I took Whoa. it pretty far wow. as an elementary school kid. Gosh. And that man is Neil Young. I've been in my mind. It's such a fine line that keeps me searching for. 
this man people liked. I'm still there. And then, well, then <laughs> in the 90s, I heard um, uh, Harvest Moon. And I was like, well, this is a delightful little ditty. I really <laughs> like this. Who the, is it? The, and it was Neil Young. And I was like, oh, maybe I missed it. And I went back. And now, to this day, Harvest is a top five album for me. Here's the difference between you and I is that I appreciate his songwriting. Mm-hmm. He does great songs. Still yeah. can't stand his voice. See, I'll take can't him over a... And don't don't shoot the messenger. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Oh, any I, day. I'm fine with that. Any I'm with day. you. Again, great songs, bad voice. To me. I think Neil Young one day it just switches for you. Yeah. Like what you're like, oh, oh God. And then one day you're like, nah, that's cool. Man. I'll let yes. you know when that happens. Okay. For me. Keep Still us updated. Not there. <laughs> nope. Still not there. Uh, mine is very easy for me because why would I have ever liked One Direction? They sounded awful to me. They were brutally bad. Yeah, just not for us. It's like throw out pop. Yeah. And then I heard the kid Harry Styles solo album and was like, what was I missing? This Incredible. is absolutely a genius album. Just I felt stupid. I felt dumb. I was no, like, but I you know missed what? out. That's not the band One Direction. That's yeah, Harry Styles. And that's very different. Oh, he rules, and I should have I should have even seen the talent through it all because that guy's great. You know, we do so those, we head. just make these snap decisions like that. Sure. And you just go, okay, they all suck. I don't want anything from them. And then sometimes you do hear a good song. You go, oh. And there's very little musicians. Whatever they do, I stop what I'm doing, listen to what they're doing, or check out Dunkirk or whatever Harry mm-hmm. Styles is going to do. He's one of them. I just whatever he does, I'm in. All right, let's uh, let's take some phone calls. One eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. Devora in Whittier. Good morning. Good morning, guys. You used to hate a band, and now you love them. Um, I used to hate Led Zeppelin, believe it or not. <gasps> okay. And then, and then I saw them in concert, and they blew me away. And you I'm saw like, Led Zeppelin heck? in concert. Yeah. Well, <sighs> let me ask you a question, though. Walk if you out. hated them, why did you go to see them live? Because my sister had an extra ticket, and my mom wouldn't let her go without me. Oh, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you? But now you're just like a straight-up fan. Yeah, we we hated them because we were Beatles fans, and there was like a fraction in our school that were Led Zeppelin fans and Beatles fans, and we didn't like each other. Right, it's, like a, it's like the Jets and the very strange West Side Story. One. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry, Ellie. Sharks. The no, the, Jets be- and the, the other Bennies, one. The Bennies and the Jets. The Bennies and the Jets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you for the call. One eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. We'll take your calls next on K Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Right now we're talking about bands that you used to hate, but something turned around and now you love them. Uh-huh. Steven Sanchez. I I mean, you came around, thank God. Uh-huh. But he said, I didn't like The Cure when I was a teen. What? I preferred Love Song by 311 than The Cure. But um, here, he came around. He says, now as an adult, I love The Cure versions and all of their other songs. Can't wait for Saturday. Steven, you came back around. I feel good about it. Enjoy yourself Saturday. God damn it, they're the best. Now, ironically, <laughs> best. ironically, on Instagram, mm-hmm. we heard from Sonia Martin, who said 311 she used to hate. When they came out in the 90s, I bought their CD. Couldn't listen to it even one time. I remember giving the CD away to a friend. Then I saw them live at Weenie Roast about three mm. years ago, and now I love them. They're a blast live. Everybody It'll has change, different opinions, yeah. man. Sometimes watching a band live really does turn it around. Yeah. All right, let's talk to you. Is it Polo and Rosemead? Oh, yeah. Hi there. Hey, hey, yeah, I used to hate uh, Bean, but I love him now. <laughs> and I hate that he's going to be gone. We do, too. Um, it'll probably take me all of uh, lunch when I get into an Uber and realize how much of a dick he is. But uh, other than that, in terms of bands, 
I used to hate uh, 21 Pilots. I thought they were just uh, way too pop sounding. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they just sounded uh, just annoying. I thought they were going to be one of those uh, kind of uh, just uh, come and go bands, but man. Is that the only song they, that you had they heard? Had, they had very silly titles, you know? Right. Like, but then I realized on Trench, I realized, you know, it was very conceptual. Mm-hmm. Um, very deep. It had a. They, they have a whole story going sometimes, throughout all the albums. Sometimes, Polo, when a station hammers you over the head by playing the same song <laughs> over and over and over, not you us, can but regular up, stations. You can wind yeah. up hating that we band. We would never do that. But right. they, they no, have a. Chili Peppers. I never hear. No, no, really. We'll play. We'll play it for you. Coming up. One day, one day, we will turn around and play Weezer. Please play Rubus Tank, by the way. Okay. No, we're not going to play that one though. All right. Um. Let's go to. Dene? Good morning, Dene. Good morning. So what band um, did you used to hate now you love? I saw The Weeknd at the Florence and the Machine concert, and I hated I hated it. It was so whiny. Okay. But then I don't know I don't know what turned around. All of a sudden, I started hearing more of his stuff on the radio recently, and I like it. That's what, I mean, I feel like, Kevin, weren't you the same way you didn't like him live either? N- no. When he played Coachella the first time, did you see him, Dene? The first no, time, I didn't. the first time he played, I there was just there was just a wall of orange lights, mm-hmm. and he stood in one place and sang. Didn't move. Yes. It was the <gasps> worst performance yeah, so I've ever boring. seen. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. I listened to his CDs, and those are, I mean, his songs are better. Yeah, they're bots. I yeah. think I think he has stage fright. Aww. It's possible. I think I know. I really do. I think he's talked about it before. I think he like suffers from oh. stage fright. So I think he's more of a recording artist than he is live. Because the now last all time, of us feel bad. Did you hear yeah. tenacious? Oh. Like, oh. <laughs> but then the last time he played Coachella, he was jumping around just sort of like he wasn't in like control of any arms or legs. He just had no idea. He just had it in his head, move. You got to move. Right. Somebody said, move. I need to move. Oh. Nope. He did it for you, Kevin <laughs> and Danae. Thank you for the call. Uh, let's go to line one and Chris in Long Beach. Good morning, hey, Chris. Good morning. Hi. So I used to despise John Mayer uh, sure. when Body is a Wonderland. You hated that song specifically? Oh, my God. That <laughs> bubblegum pop. And then a couple years passed, Continuum came out, and I read he was practicing with Eric Clapton, released some Hendrix covers, and he's just shredding. Yeah. And now I've seen him solo his... Uh, his uh, blues trio, the John Mayer trio, and his full band more times than I can count in my hand. I mean, yeah. I'm going to see him in three weeks at the He's forum. an incredible guitarist. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. All right, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good turnaround yeah. on that one. He rules. Yeah. Yeah, big, say, big turnaround. Yeah. Big turnaround. And um, one of my favorite tweets from just a few days ago from someone named Keaton Patty. Anytime you see a father being good to his daughter, that's because of John Mayer. That's <laughs> <laughs> very funny. Wow. Um, let's go to Mike in Santa Monica. Good morning, Mike. Alex, good morning. Hi. Uh, what Hi, band I- did you hate and then you turned around on? I used to hate the Pesh Mode. <gasps> <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Oh my god, what? Allie, she just put together like yeah. a voodoo doll of you. Mike! <laughs> uh, how old yeah, were you? I, were you like six? Um, I used to hate the pest mode, yeah, from when I was younger all the way up until like 21, 22. <gasps> Mike, those are formative years. <laughs> I, I I know. Okay, turn around, though. Okay, what, what happened? How did it change? 
Uh, I went to go see them. At, actually, I went to work over at the Bowl when they played. Oh, okay. So it was a, it was a live thing. Four years ago. Live wow. thing turned mm-hmm. you around. Oh, yeah. All right. But I still can't listen to The Cure. <gasps> I'm sorry, we're going to have to hang up on you. I don't know what's happening with Mike. (laughs) Hi, Mike. (laughs) We can't talk to him. You're not a good guy. Uh, Rich in Montebello, good morning. How's it going, guys? Good. Ladies. Uh, Believe it or not, I didn't care for Rage Against the Machine when they first came out. Now you're going at Kevin's favorite band. Straight down! I know, I'm a son of a bitch. How could you not? How could you not love them? You, you know, I, a, a buddy of mine, I was here, we were in a senior in high school. He was, oh, you got to listen to this band, listen to this band. And I was listening to them. Like, maybe it was because it was their Nirvana theme and the grunge that was out at that time. But until I saw them at the 2000 Democratic, I went down to the, let's go cause a ruckus. Oh, me too. Democrats. Me too. And the police and started shooting beanbags at us and tear gas. And, and, and that turned me on. I said, okay, this band's pretty awesome. <laughs> that turned me on. <laughs> tear gas and beanbags turned him on. Yeah. <laughs> That was a hell of a riot and a hell of a lot of fun. Got to tell yes, you. Yes, it was. Yeah. But so I reject if, you if totally. If anyone doesn't like your music, just start a riot. Correct. People That's will the way turn to do it. Get turned on. They'll turn right around. <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. KROQ. Sally is here. What's happening? Well, a lot of people saw this headline yesterday and made fun of it. And I, I get it if you didn't know the actual story. But the headline oh, this is about me. was Eva Longoria will direct Fox Searchlights Flamin' Hot. That's a biopic about the man who created the Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Which, when you see a movie about Flamin' Hot Cheetos, you're like, oh, come on, Hollywood. What's no, going on? I know the story. I posted a joke about it because there's no funnier headline in the world than Eva Longoria to direct Cheetos movie. That's just a funny headline. <laughs> wow, you're very defensive for right? someone that wasn't even referring to you. <laughs> I'm, wow! I'm mad as hell and I'm not taking that it anymore. Crazy. What just happened? I just love Hot Cheetos! Uh, <laughs> I love you so much! If they don't put those kids in They've it. They've got to be in it. I don't want to watch They've it. What if the movie's just about those guys? Oh, <laughs> I'm in. amazing. Well, here's the story. Now if they're you, like 38. If you don't know the story of Richard Montanez, he basically was the son of an immigrant, grew up as a migrant farm worker, picking grapes in the fields of Southern California. Then he became a janitor at Frito-Lay. Then while working at Frito-Lay, he came up with the idea to create flaming, um, flaming Hot Cheetos basically transformed the whole company, became a pop culture phenomenon, and created the wildly popular category of crunchy snacks. And brought us those kids, the Flamin' Hot Cheeto kids. I just love Hot Cheetos! I love you so much! So much joy there. Yeah. Richard Montanez, those kids are so happy because they of really him. They really are, yeah. If that doesn't deserve a biopic, Did he enter like a does. contest? Do you know? Was it like a contest at the at like how did he get his idea? I mean, I guess that's what the whole movie's about. You gotta watch the movie. I mean, but the All movie right, now isn't the movie just the guy going. We should make him hotter. <laughs> I mean, isn't that it? I'm a janitor. We should make him hotter. I think you're gonna see a um, an immigrant story. Okay. You're gonna see a guy that, that. Um, rose from very humble beginnings mm-hmm. to basically change pop culture. But he also loves hot stuff. I just love hot It's going to be told by that little boy. I hope He's so. the narrator. He's the narrator. A lot Still of people strangely don't know the that. same age. Same age, yep. same voice. After like 20 minutes, you're like, wait, I don't know if I can. Is that guy going to no, do I the can. whole movie? I can take it. It's real good. 
I love it so very much, you guys. Uh, you know how Bean always says, uh, one day I'll try mushrooms. And we're like, no, you won't. Yeah. Ever. Nope. And you won't. Um, I think if he hears this story, he will definitely be out. Uh, Harry Styles was telling Rolling Stone that psychedelic drugs got his creative juices flowing when it came to recording his new album. But one trip ended quite painfully with Harry Styles biting off the tip of his tongue. Oh, no. that hurts so much just to hear. <laughs> it does. Oh. He said, we do mushrooms, lie down on the grass and listen to Paul McCartney's ram in the sunshine. We just turn the speakers on in the yard. You'd hear the blender going and think, so we're all having frozen margaritas at 10 a.m. this morning. Then he continued on and told the reporter, right here is where I bit the tip of my tongue off and <sighs> just singing with blood squirting out of my oh. mouth. <laughs> God, so much. Too but, much. Uh, last thing you want when you're tripping, mm-hmm. any kind of blood. Correct. So any... mostly just monkeys and weed, psychedelics, right. DMT, monkeys and mushrooms. Monkeys right. well, would be great. <laughs> you do not want blood. So, no. yeah. But I am excited for that Harry Styles album. Yeah. Blood Blood Tongue? Blood Tongue. I hope uh, that's the name of it. Yeah. But really? Doing a bunch of psychedelics, creating an album. Just like the old times, Mm -hmm. the old days, you guys. (laughs) It's good stuff. I would like to uh, tell you about my favorite person in the world. Okay. His name is Fraser Harvey. He is the founder of ISIS. He's the founder of ISIS. No. He's from Melbourne, Australia. He recently named himself Customer of the Week. He once gave mouth to mouth to a baby chick. No. Uh, He was naming himself Customer of the Week at Sensory Lab Coffee Shop. Here's the thing. He frequents that shop. They have no loyalty cards. So he took matters into his own hands. He created a poster declaring himself Customer of the Week. (laughs) I love that. He hung it up in the shop. (laughs) He then came back and noticed a rival. Oh, had it's placed oh. a framed photo of herself, hung it up, and wrote Customer of the Week How dare every it. week. Oh, snap. snap. It is on. Harvey then created a larger framed <gasps> version <gasps> and hung it up. And she painted the whole wall. She responded with a projected photo <laughs> with a text tribute. What? He eventually won the battle, though. Uh, He created T-shirts for the staff with his face on it, as well as creating loyalty cards, along with his face on the loyalty card. So now the place that didn't have loyalty cards, which is all he wanted, now has loyalty cards with his face on it. Fraser Harvey of Melbourne, Australia, you are a gem. He's the man who invented Booyah! He might have. He's just that good. He is that guy. You guys, he created a poster of himself and hung it up in the shop. That is pretty weird. He has a cartel in the Russian mafia. <laughs> and I the love it. The fact that the woman, though, was like, mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> Here's my picture, and I'm customer of the week every week. Yeah. That's the weirdest battle ever. Ever. Not today, Satan. <laughs> and I hope that it was kind of a meet-cute. Now they're together. Wouldn't that be incredible? How did you meet? Well, no. we were dueling yeah. over I want them to the fight week. forever. Really? Yeah, I want this okay. to go on and on. What if she buys the coffee shop and bans him? That's the only oh, step yeah. where she wins. Oh, then he would buy the building that the coffee shop oh, is in. Evict and evict her. Oh! oh! And then right. she'd murder him. <laughs> oh. That seemed too oh, far. That, oh. that seemed seem too far. Sorry. They seem like nice people. Hmm. Sorry, I took it too far. Mm-hmm. You guys. We were all having fun just for a second. We is were. it a toilet baby? It is not. Um, 
I don't even know if there's a bathroom there. But Fraser Harvey, we just uh, we need to find him. Agreed. And see what else is going on in his life besides that goodness. <sighs> Guys, it's just good stuff. Hey, when we come back um, next, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about poop. Shall we? <laughs> no. Wait. Wait. Can we? Can we not can we vote? Can we, no. Can we get out of it? We can't vote. Oh no! I'm hearing from producers. Oh, everyone voted. They said yes. <sighs> Birthdays for you, mm. Paul Rubens, also known as Pee Wee Herman, Tony Gannell from No Doubt, Tom Ford, the fashion designer, director, and Aaron Paul. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock is the machine. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He's the machine, people. Yes. Bert Kreischer is here. Cold brew coffee. Is that what that is? Cold brew coffee. I thought it was water the way you were guzzling that. No, it's coffee. You drank that entire container in one gulp. I'm the machine. That's not possible. Yeah, I have a problem with, I have a drinking problem with fluids. Mm -hmm. Any fluid. uh, Dude, I just discovered these um, uh, Dr. or Virgil's diet root beers. Right. And I murder them two at a time. Like I'm, I'm I, pretty good. I got to be honest with you. I actually am concerned about having throat issues because I drink LaCroix so fast that it burns my throat and I just can't help it. <laughs> like I'm I mean, you can't help like it. Like the carbonation is like burning. I'm I crush. Like you're like LaCroix. shot. You're like shotgunning LaCroix. Yeah. I, I who sips anything? <laughs> Sorry, like, well, you're, who you're drinks not, LaCroix? Yeah, you're not oh, savoring it. Who drinks it though? I is my point. Nothing better than just oh. murdering a LaCroix. You have to murder something that bad. Otherwise, oh. you can't take it. I drink everything fast. Really? Seems to be a problem. I, oh yeah, and yeah, because alcohol is in that group too. Sure, right, <laughs> of sure. course. But I, I can't help it. I just I don't like before I go into I go to hot spin. I'm going to hot spin right now after this with Brendan Schaub. I, when I go to hot spin, I get a nice coffee. I drink it so much that I have a belly ache in hot spin. Mm. I don't know. I don't. I, I just can't say no to my mouth. Have you? <laughs> wow, that should be on a T-shirt. An excellent I can't quote. say no to my mouth. Have Not you special. talked to a doctor though about maybe like you're missing some nutrient? That's why you always feel like you're not getting enough fluids. Yeah, I think it's serotonin. Have you talked really? to a therapist? I'm, I'm, yeah, I've talked to a therapist a lot. <laughs> I've, I've, I've definitely. And Have I, you really for real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me I, your first time you went to a therapist. Oh, the first time? Yes. <sighs> when was it? Were you still at FSU? First time was at, I was at FSU. My parents got divorced, and uh, my dad my dad was the guilty party in the divorce. Mm-hmm. And he had to go to a therapist, and I called my dad and told him my experience with the therapist, and he's like, buddy. They're just as screwed up as we are. <laughs> Great. Really he said are. something to me that, that ruined my view of therapy for another 20 years. He was like, he was like, let me ask you a question. You think that guy's got a mortgage? Like, yeah. And he goes, you may, maybe think he has a boat or something? I go, yeah. And he goes, well, as long as he's got that boat oh. and that mortgage, you're going to have problems. Your dad caused the divorce and wasn't finished ruining you yet. My dad my dad went to his first therapy session. He's proud of this. Okay. By the way, he's proud of this. <laughs> Stands up, looks out the window and says, which one's your car? To the therapist. <laughs> and he goes, I, I don't know why that's important. If it's too nice, he's walking? Nope. Oh. It was unwashed. 
And he walked out. And my dad said, I can't I can't listen to a man who doesn't have a clean car and just walked out. That's, oh, that's your my dad. God. That's your dad not wanting to go to my therapy. Dad, that's all that my was. Dad, my dad is oh, like frontier therapy. Like, <laughs> and just the way. And, and he broke me with it. And he and, and all of a sudden, I had a real problem with therapists. Cause mm-hmm. I, I was like, I, I remember saying that my dad's thing to my second therapist that my wife got me into. And, and when was that? Because the first one was while you were in college. When was the second one? Oh, the second one was when uh, when I was third. 30 years old. Wow, okay. And so and and then my dad and then my dad's thought process got into my head. My second therapist was f- fairly unattractive woman. <laughs> and I was like and I was looked Why is good. That important? I looked really good. Uh-huh. Well, because I looked good. Okay. So I was like as long as I'm this eye candy she gets to see every day. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm going to have problems. Finding a way out of Do therapy. It, flip it, flip it around, flip it around, right? Yeah, sure. You're the therapist and you have a dime showing up. And you want him around all the time, no, or her? Her, yeah, her, <laughs> yeah. No, sure. Flip it around so flip you're it. the therapist. Sure. Right. Unless you're the dude, sure. But, like, if you're... Were if, you really a dime? Or are you just... Someone pull up Skinny Burt Kreischer. Someone pull up Skinny Burt Kreischer. <laughs> I've got a bookmark. Pull up Skinny Burt Kreischer. That's my, that's and you're about to name. say, I can understand why you left therapy. <laughs> okay. She was a hobbit. I mean, a, a, a legit <laughs> hobbit. Okay, and you left that therapist because you thought you were too hot for her. Go ahead, tell me what you think. Wait, is that you on the left? On the right, that's Bobby Kelly. Yeah, that's me, that's me. Oh, yeah. Allie, dime? Oh. I mean, not bad, Bert Kreischer. All right. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Fedor, or whatever, Tudor, I'm trying to think of a Hobbit name. (laughs) That's why I can never really follow the Hobbits. It's like, call one guy Steve. I'm getting so lost in these names. This is this is you. This is you right yeah, here. Yeah, yes. Very suave. All right. So, guy. did you leave this therapist? No. So, I got a new therapist. You did. Okay. I got a new therapist, and we Skype. But if we're going to be really honest with the way that the Russians are with stealing information, yes. mm-hmm. not 100 percent honest with my therapist because there's know, not a we're lot because you're nervous it's going to get hacked. I'm nervous that they're going to hack it, and everyone will be like, "This is what Bert Kreischer really thinks about everybody." How much <laughs> have you left out? You tell everything. I leave a lot out. You yeah, do. Yeah. What's like the biggest one? You. I'm not going to tell you now. What's the biggest that one? Would be the thing. It's just us. What's the biggest one? Go no ahead. One's listening. No one's listening. Trust we're fine. You can listen. This is a safe place. <laughs> this uh, is a safe space, Bert. I've I've had uh, I can't. <laughs> all right, not the biggest one in the middle. I'll tell you because uh, I'm safe about this. This is a safe spot, yeah. When Segura started fat shaming me, mm-hmm. there's so much I left out in therapy. <laughs> Did it really hurt you? No, I'm not tell you it about really it. hurt you. I left so much out because I was like, I can't let this get out there. Yeah. Where is the? I, so Tom Segura is shaming you. And, and he felt this for real. And you had to, like, put on a front. I had, yeah. real, I had real feelings. Right. But I had to put on a front <laughs> to my therapist. Because I didn't want anyone knowing what I felt. So you thought that everything that you said to your therapist would someday get out somehow. I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, of course. And then Segura would hear it, and he'd know what really got to him. Oh. And then every comedian oh, would be all it over would be, It would be... It would be a gold mine, a gold mine, if my therapy about the fat shaming got out. Right. Mm-hmm. You would imagine, imagine just you could sit for an hour and be like, "Oh my god!" I mean, honestly, Tom just woke up like he's sitting straight oh, up in his bed. Notes, he's like, "What just happened? What woke I, me up like that?" But see, I, 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 everything I felt, I ended up 
I ended up talking to Tom about because oh. because all of it was like it was just very vulnerable. Everything you felt about it. the fat shaming. Yeah, I didn't expect any of it to happen the way it did. Mm-hmm. And I had a I had to talk to Tom about it because I was like I was like I'm. It was so bizarre. People were fat shaming me and saying things that I was saying out loud. Not knowing they were thinking I was like, like they were like your darkest thoughts. They were have, sharing my darkest thoughts with me <laughs> online, and I'm like, are, are these guys in my mind? Maybe, I thought I was crazy for a period. I remember one time I had my. By the way, I still think there's that possibility. <laughs> I had my phone Before in my hand, reading these these comments online, and I and it and it as I say to the lady, "Can I get extra mayonnaise?" <laughs> I look at what this guy goes, Bert Kreischer hashtag. Always extra mayonnaise. And I'm like, oh, no. I, but it, it starts, you start like going like, am I living in the Matrix? Yeah. Like, am I crazy? Another double Tito's and soda. But no, another one. Right. Bert Kreischer, always another double Tito's and soda. Hold the line. <laughs> yeah. I have a friend, I'm not going to say who it was, but I have a friend who was overweight, took him to a Kings game and said, I need to eat in private because, oh. because I'm known for this and I, you're waving me off. I got caught. Paparazzi? No, no, by a fan. <laughs> I ordered four McDonald's cheeseburgers. Oh, in the those Chicago. Are, in your defense, those are pretty small. In the Chicago airport, right? And I went and I hid and ate them you in an old phone booth. They have these little phone <sighs> cubicles. That's and so I went sad. Because I was like, I don't want anyone to see me eating these. I can't help it right now. Mm. And I'm eating them. And a guy took a picture and posted it. And I, and he was like, Hey, Tommy. Your boy Bert's eating burgers, hiding in the corner, and oh. I was like, "Oh my god!" It's so much worse than catching then, you in and, public. And then, and then I just had to go. Fine, I don't eat in public anymore. And then I just stopped eating. Like I'd go to the airport and I'd be starving. I'd be like, "Nope, someone's gonna get a picture of this. Oh. It's gonna go online. People are gonna hashtag it." Oh, it was like it was, but you know, are you past that now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Just I was past that. it. I was past it that month. That month, okay. Before. It wasn't the month that we did it. The month we did weight loss, it was like the three months before that we we did the challenge. Mm-hmm. The challenge became, that's why we ended up doing the challenge because it, I, I talked to Tom about it a few times and it became healthy to do it out in public mm-hmm. and just, but it was before then when it was like, Tom and Christina were calling me Gerard Depardieu <laughs> and they were like. That doesn't even seem that harsh, but sure. Uh, uh, Google Gerard Depardieu. He's a, pretty, he's a pretty big dude. By the way, I don't want to start a fast shaming for poor Gerard, but Google Gerard Depardieu. He has not looked good since that Alicia Silverstone movie. Sure. <laughs> and, 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 and I mean, there, it was so bizarre that you'd go on. You'd, it was so surreal. And then so it got to a place where it got out of control, and Tom was like, I am sorry, man. I didn't expect for it to turn into this. He was like, don't worry. I'll tell everyone to stop. And I was like, no. Oh, that's not possible. Uh, yeah, I was like, you're not, yeah, that's, not possible. Not you're not going to come out like my mom. <laughs> he has asthma. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bert Kreischer is here. We need to take a break. Uh, his tour is called Body Shots World Tour. It comes to the uh, theater at the Ace Hotel for two shows, September 13th, 7 and 9.30 p.m., and you can get tickets at Bert. Bert.com. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. Bert Kreischer is in studio with us. Bert. Um, the Body Shots World Tour. Yes. How's that going? It's fantastic. Starts up September 12th in uh, San Francisco. Comes down to LA on the 13th. Kaboo on the 14th. And then Phoenix on the 15th. And then keeps going. You're Let's doing, go back to Kaboo. Yeah, you're doing the Kaboo Music Festival. Yeah. <laughs> Don't sound so excited. Why? Music festivals are never. It's. I mean, I can't wait. 
What if, I mean, it's just a random tent. Music, you're telling jokes. Music festivals are never. They're it's they're diff, they're it's an uphill it's battle. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think, but I, some are really good. Some have, I've done some that are so bad because no one cares to listen to comedy. They're there to hear uh, music. Or? It depends on how this is run. Okay, if it's set up where there's a comedy tent, then it's going to be awesome. But that's okay. because people go to that tent to hear comedy. Yeah, they go to. I've done it. Music festivals where they're like, "Hey, uh, System of a Down's about to go up." Can you while they tune up? Can you do stand up? And you're like, oh yeah, no, that's, and that's the gig. Oh no, there's yeah, one because you might be opening right before a Kings of Leon or Duran Duran or one where Republic. they're where they're tuning up. I did. <laughs> oh, I did one. No. I did one uh, for in Cleveland. I was. I was. They go. All right, big boys running late from Outcast. Mm-hmm. Can you go up? And I was like, yeah. So I get up. And it and it was like twenty thousand people, and no, no one wants to see you at that. No point. one wanted to see me. They were like, "Come on, where's Big Boy?" And, and then I was, and then I was just like, "All right, who wants to take their top off?" And I just, <laughs> all right. And then, and then, by the way, you by have way, to go with what works. Can I tell you that Big Boy showed up immediately when that started happening, <laughs> and then he was backstage, and he was like, "Keep going, keep going." <laughs> Bobcat Goldthwait, you told us that he used to open for Nirvana. I saw Bobcat Goldthwait. I love Bobcat. I do too. I'm just saying I love Bobcat. Agreed. Just to be fair, and we're talking about this conversation. Yes. I saw opening him for music bomb is a whole different thing. So saw hard him bomb at at uh, powwow in uh, at Florida State for like sixty thousand people. Oh. Just eat it. Just eat it. And I was like, <laughs> and I, I wasn't into comedy yet. I was just a student. You were Florida like a State at that time, yeah. mm-hmm. and he just was like. He, I think he started singing Freebird. Like, oh, he just he leaned into it. <laughs> oh, he, oh, he. There was a point where he was bombing so hard that I started to enjoy it. Yeah, because I was like, I was like watching him wiggle uh-huh. his way out of it. Was and then he'd break character. He'd break from the screen because he was still doing the screaming. Yeah, like of course, course Academy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like Bob. I'm not. I'm not trashing of Bob. Course. But, uh, but no, no, no. I remember you're that. set up to fail at those. I've seen a like... lot of people bomb at those, like at Gator Growl. They had a. Uh, they had, I want to say it was like Paula Poundstone or something. I oh. mean, who's booking these Florida right. State shows? Dude, they're so, you get so much money for those. I would bomb for $100,000. You would. You don't even care if it's a good setup. <laughs> I bomb for, I got, I Way less. 25 grand. This company flew me out to Aspen. Mm. I'd fallen off a waterfall the two days before. <laughs> I was incapacitated. Sure, sure. My wife's like, yo, like, it's, like 25, you it's 25 grand. Eat some pills, get on a plane. <laughs> It was millionaires. It was like uh-huh. it was like it was like the the Illuminati of millionaires. All all hedge fund guys from New York. Wow. I remember they said the the lady who booked it was there. I'd had a, a gold Rolex on, and she goes, "Ooh, if I were you, I'd talk about your Rolex when you get up there." And I went, "What?" She says, "These are the kind of guys that will notice your Rolex and want to know what kind it is." And I went. That's not comedy. No. I was like, I'm never wearing this watch again. <laughs> and how did it go? Uh, I, they, they were so rich. They said, I get like two jokes in. I start making fun of the Indian guy or whatever. And then they're like, and then one of the guys goes, hey, man, uh, we gave you 25 grand just to tell the machine story. Oh. So just tell the machine story, and then we're going to go to drink. And I was like, what? When is... I was 22 years old, I got involved with the Russian mafia. Here's how it happened. And they're like, all right, keep it going. <laughs> and then they stop it down. Hold on, I have a question. And they just ask a question. Hold I'd on, answer I have it. a question. Yeah, and I just did it. Did the machine story, and they're like, all right, you ready to go party? And I was like, yep. <laughs> what? Like, yeah, we basically paid you 25 grand so we could drink with you. And I was like, 
Not bad. All right. Done deal. Dude, I got, yeah, oh, that's... Why I, didn't I have to tell the machine story then? Yeah, I know. I could have just played it and just lip synced it. <laughs> that's what you should do at the Kaboo Festival. Oh. <laughs> go up there and lip sync. Do no. they have a tent? Do you know? Do you look into that when the Kaboo contacts you? Do you say, where am I going to be performing? I didn't, only because I was excited about going. Because I'm oh, going to a tour bus. I'm going to a tour bus. I'm going to go backstage. I'm going to spend the whole day there. I'm going to party. And then I was like, I can pull, I can pull it out. I can, I can do fine. And then Pete Holmes is there, so I know Pete is a like I'm a comic. Pete's a really good comic. It does mm-hmm. seem like it's a tent because it has a host and yeah, that, yeah. It's it's gonna be then awesome. it'll be great. Yeah, Pete and I know Pete. If Pete goes up before me, he will make it a comedy room regardless. He will make every. Pete's just an amazing comedian. So Pete's there. So I was like, I, I looked at who's on the list. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I, I can hang out with yeah, those guys. Yeah, friend of the, the show, day. Bob Saget, uh, Jen Kirkman, friend of the show, oh, Cameron so Jen Kirkman, All right. amazing. Yeah. Jen Kirkman's amazing. She's yeah. amazing, yeah. And and by the way, if it's not a comedy room, Jen Kirkman will turn it into one. <laughs> sure. In a sure. heartbeat. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Who do you not want to follow? Cut the lighting follow? down, Jen. What? Who do you not want to follow? A million people. Really? A hundred Because I would think people. a lot of people don't want to follow you. Well, that's just because I take my shirt off. I don't blame them. <laughs> it's like, I, 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 Delia, I, I followed Delia one night and just ate it so hard. Uh, there's a ton of people. Joey Diaz. No one wants to follow Joey right. Diaz. That's like a, a known one. Joey yeah. Diaz, every time I follow Joey Diaz, I tell the same story after it because it works. It gets you into being you and then move on? Joey Diaz was on a flight. I, I always tell this story. Joey Diaz was on a flight with my dad. Have I told you this? Yes. You, this is no, last time you are on. Done. I'm not going to tell it. <laughs> The punchline is John Cena. All right. You can listen to the podcast. Bert Kreischer is here. Can we take one more break? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, We'll We'll take one more break, and we'll come right back. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 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 Bert Kreischer is still with us. We're going to keep him all day. I got to tell you, Kaboo looks fun. I'm looking at all the names on the list. Cheryl Crow, Snoop Dogg, Wu-Tang, Sublime with Rome. It yeah. looks like a great a great show. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. I'm going to do a really great job. Come to the Kaboom. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not the point. The point is Burt Kreischer Body Shots World Tour. Body mm-hmm. Shots World Tour. Mm-hmm. It's coming September 13th to the uh, theater at the Ace Hotel. Two shows. Two shows. And you now. can buy those tickets at BurtBurtBurt.com or AXS.com. My big question is, people at this show, will they see your testicles? They will not. That was excellent. Boy, that was a miscalculation on my part. <laughs> can I tell you how I came across your balls? I'd be curious because I can tell you how everyone else did. Okay. So I'm doing the story on Whitney Cummings and how she had accidentally posted a picture uh, with a little bit of a nipple slip. Mm-hmm. And then a guy screen grabbed it, was extorting her. Yeah. And so she was tweeting about it and she's like, this isn't going to happen, blah, blah, blah. And as I'm reading her tweets, I kept scrolling past what I thought was, you know, typical Whitney. She posts a lot about animals. I thought it was like a, an elephant picture. So I kept scrolling past it <laughs> to get to the next tweet. And then someone tweeted and they're like, Allie, you just skipping right over Burt Kreischer's balls? And I'm like, those aren't... Bur- oh, my God, those oh, are they Burt's were balls. so bad. They were so bad. They're what? wrinkly like an elephant. Take us through that one. First of all, posting naked pictures of yourself online is par for the course. I have Correct. done it. I've done it a lot. Mm-hmm. I did a live Facebook chat one time in my pool naked. Mm-hmm. And I said, in my pool naked, because I'd clickbait them. Sure. And then <laughs> someone's like, you're not naked. And I backed up so that they could see that I wasn't wearing a suit, because that's where I thought the shadow was. Mm-hmm. Unbeknownst to me, I backed up well so everyone would <laughs> see me. And I, I sat for a minute and flexed. Naked, <laughs> naked. Who that person must not have known you because I would believe it in a second. Every I get back to the feed and everyone's like, "Bro, you're junk." <laughs> and so I I empathize with Whitney when I because I've done it. Not I've done it a number of times. Yeah. 
Any so, on purpose. Yeah. And, and ever on purpose. Never on purpose. Never. Never, okay. never. And so I saw that and I was like, you know what? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand with her. <laughs> and, and hashtag so, stand with Whitney. So I use a hashtag yeah. stand, stand with Whitney. I stand with Whitney. Whitney Cummings, those I can't believe those doors trying to do, do this to you. Here's an unflattering picture of my testicles. And it, what it was was they were ice cold, okay? I just come out of a freezing, freezing pool and I had ruptured one of them. And oh. so it had exploded out on one side. Oh. And it was not I mean, it, first of all, it was a, wasn't a good look for my testicles, but no. it was gross. It looked like it looked like gum. Like it definitely it dirty, looked like hairy gum. It looked like a scared bat. It looked like so much. <laughs> A scared bat scroat? Yeah, like a scared bat with a concussion. <laughs> and so I I posted it. The second I posted it, I regretted it. The second I posted it, I went, I went, did I just me too myself? So I think that's what me too was like, hey, don't send nudes to friends. And I yeah. just CC'd the world. I just yeah. CC'd yeah. the world like, yeah. hey, Whitney, here's a picture of my junk. And then I was like, oh, my God. I, might, I started panicking. And then Whitney replied, this is what a friend looks like. And, oh, and then you know, I was like, good. Or his balls. So I was like, right. I was, and then, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So you can't like, see his face, but trust me, it's Bert. I go, problem averted, problem averted. Right. I go into a podcast, I come out, and I see that the hashtag I stand with Whitney is trending. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, good. I'm glad people are getting behind Whitney. Right. A lot of people must be jumping on the bandwagon. This is great. Turns out it was also Whitney Houston's birthday that day. <laughs> So all Ooh. of black Twitter oh, you stand with Whitney. stood with Whitney. And oh. I mean, you want to talk about a bait and switch. They clicked their favorite, most of them gospel yep. women, black gospel oh women, my God. believe in the Lord, have seen one set of man's <laughs> testicles in their lives, yeah. and they probably weren't white, clicked on that hashtag, saw mine, and were like, hell no. <laughs> But the, what's so beautiful about black women <laughs> is so many of them saw the testicles, got freaked out, and then did the research on what it was and was like, okay. He's a good, good guy. I came, I came here for my favorite singer, Whitney Houston, right. on her birthday. Saw a pair of man's testicles I didn't want to see. Found out this was to stop cyberbullying. I stand with Whitney, too. I thought it was a baby elephant, too. Like... <laughs> It was so funny the amount of black women. That so you won a bunch of people over. To no, the... I don't think they're fans now. Okay. I don't think yeah, they're, they're going to come. They're not coming they're... to the Ace Theater. No, His I'm shirts saying... off. Let's see if the pants go. <laughs> Those are the ones I recognize. <laughs> uh, it was so funny. Just re- and you know, it's like shame only. Uh, shame only exists when you have an accountability for it. When yes. you feel that you can mm-hmm. be shamed. Mm-hmm. I can't be shamed in that moment because I know that Whitney's cool with it. And that's what Whitney did yeah. too. By the way, yeah. so she was not shamed either. There were a lot of uh, black women that were not really nice and th- but then <laughs> but then the ones that were stood out to me because i because i didn't feel shame about it so i just recognized the positives oh man you became an ally which is an insane thing to say <laughs> the fact for you, that thing when you think about the two times i become an ally yeah. by the way I'm, I'm i am if anything problematic of course <laughs> The understatement of my life. The one time, the the two times I've been an ally, according to my my female friends in comics, is me sending a direct a message to Whitney with my testicles attached to Mm -hmm. it, involving Whitney Houston, involving Whitney Houston. Okay. And the other time was outing my daughters and telling about them getting their periods on Conan. Oh, oh, right. I just told the story of them getting their periods and Isla throwing a period party, make fun of them, and everyone's like. That's what an ally looks like. Because was, you were and more- my daughters are like, that's not what an ally looks like. <laughs> that's what a snitch gets. It's because you were, you were normalizing it. I was normalizing it because right. I thought it was funny. Right. My daughters were like, oh, dad's a feminist? Are you out of your mind? 
<laughs> you should hear the way he talks to Alexa. <laughs> I would hate to be your daughter so much. They have said to you before, this is not for bit, right? Oh, one thing, one thing, my daughter, uh, my daughter Isla said, I cannot talk about that on stage, and I and I. What is it? I, I can't. He can't. He can't. That's it a promise was so you made. But what is funny. it? What was, was so the general funny. topic? It was so funny. General, I just the general overview topic. It, I can't even generally okay. tell you, but I will tell you. The second it happened, I went, I'm talking about this on stage. She looked at me, she goes, this doesn't go on stage. And I went, oh. Is there a negotiation? Do you argue? Do you try and get it, get her to give in? There's been negotiations about certain things where I was like, this is, the, the period party is the number one thing. Sure. Because I was like, I, I, I told her on stage right after it happened, and then I came back, and I was like, listen, I, I, I told her <laughs> about you getting it, but Yeah, and she was like, she was like, okay. And then I was like, she's like, it's fine, I think. And Because I, I said to her, I go, I think, you know, other parents, other dads like me will be uncomfortable with this thought. And if it normalizes it to dads like me, then it makes it easier for little girls. And, and she was like, okay. And so then I t- she, she greenlit it. Then I told her on Conan. She watched it. She was like, ugh. He's making fun of me. And my, my did she think like, you did it seriously? Yeah, my wife's like, what did you think he did? She's like, I thought he would like, be like honest and be like, what a cool kid I got. He's making fun of me. My wife's like, oh, yeah, honey, yeah. that's." She, she thought it was going to be like a PSA. Yeah, you like those braces. He's going to trash <laughs> Good luck, honey. Let's talk about your last Instagram post where you're doing that dance. Unbelievable. Dude, I... Let me tell you. You something. got moves, man. Thank you. I thought I was impressed. Yeah. We talked about Sober October, me, Joe, Ari, and Tom, and I had pitched them I wanted to do hip hop dance as a challenge. Mm-hmm. So we always do a challenge. We're not doing it this year. But I said, we'll all get a dance instructor, we'll practice for a month, and then we'll each post our own hip hop dance moves. They all said no. Yeah, but you're a bit you're a bit of a ringer. Uh, yes, they agreed. didn't know that. Yeah, so it seems. They, yeah, oh, every single one of them was like, "Oh, you didn't say you could dance." <laughs> and so I hired an instructor, D- Delaney Glazer. Uh, I hired her. She's one of my favorite dancers. By the on way, Instagram. I can tell that she that you did have a coach because you were really good. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, excellent. We, we did classes together. We I would sweat profusely. She wouldn't even break a sweat. Yeah, she choreographed it, picked the song, and choreographed the whole thing. And then we went in and we shot it in like three takes. On the second take. That's the one we used the majority of. We mm-hmm. just we just clipped different yeah. angles. But um, she was so much fun. I had so much fun. By the way, I only started going to dance classes because we go to this Millennium Studio on Ventura. Which is huge, yeah. yeah. My daughters, where Brittany, Brittany went. My yeah. daughters were like, Dad, you want to go to dance class with us? And I, and I was What's like. What's wrong with your daughters? Why would yeah. they ask you that? No, but I went and I was That's them saying like, Dad, sweat. you want a new bit? I had so much fun. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh. And that's when I was like, I'm doing hip-hop dance. I'm doing hip-hop dance. And it did well. It's got like 2.5 million views oh. on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's got like 400,000 on Insta. And I and, was watching it last night and I thought. I sort of have a Boner. It was pretty good. That's what Ari said. Very sexy. I got a lot of that from guys. <laughs> yeah. Bobby Kelly's like, I watched this 45 times. <laughs> I think we posted it at Kevin and Bean as well, so you can see it. There. We did. Bert Kreischer, I'm sorry our time is up. Dude, it's always I so fun to have anytime, you. Anytime, anytime. Uh, the Body Shots World Tour is coming to Southern California Friday, September 13th at the theater at the Ace, Ace Hotel. There's two shows, one at 7, one at 9.30. You can get tickets at BertBertBert.com or AXS.com. Yeah. You're the best. Dude, thank you guys. Come back anytime. Uh, it's the Kevin and Bean. Show. K-Rock. We welcome to the studio Richard Cheese. No, that's impossible. Richard Cheese. Good evening. How are you? I found out recently that you played a wedding of somebody that we love. Yeah, I, uh, thanks for having me on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have you. 
I I was uh, you know, are you familiar with a band called Muse? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. We play it here sometimes. Yeah. It's my yeah. second favorite band. Yeah, they're the best. Mm-hmm. And so they are apparently Richard Cheese fans. And we how played... did that happen? How did you? I don't know. How it's did the they? Crazy. Okay. Tell me thing. how you got contacted to play at their wedding. Well, we actually played at one of their parties about. 10 years ago Muse. in LA like okay. they are apparently fans of my band okay. mostly Dom the drummer okay and they invited us to play an after party and we did that and then we were in London doing a show which we had booked and sold tickets for mm-hmm. and they called us that day and they said hey you're in London can you play our after party tonight and I was like well we have one of their tonight. shows yeah. so we had a show and then we left our show and went to a boat that they had rented, <laughs> and they drove it down the, the the Thames River, and we played their after party on a boat. Amazing. It I want to be called the same day With to do something Me too, fun. Yeah. right? I couldn't believe That's it. That's insane. So we were on their boat in London. That was like three or four years ago. And then when Matt said he was getting married, Dom said, you should have Richard Cheese play at the wedding, and we did. That's and that so was crazy. two weeks ago. How did, they, how did they tell you to play? How did they contact you? They just, say? they know us they from... They put up the Richard Cheese signal. Yeah, the bat signal thing. <laughs> just a, it's just a cheese. An outline of a cheese, right? (laughs) But they were actually—they're incredibly nice, as you know, which you don't normally expect. But they're just the sweetest, nicest people. So their wedding was in Malibu at Dick Clark's old estate. Okay. So it's like a mansion with nine buildings, and uh, we played for a couple hours. And I had to get that feeling, like I do a lot, which is that as soon as they find out I'm here, I don't belong here, they're going to bounce. Yeah, believe me, we felt that. But fortunately, everyone was drunk, so it wasn't going to (laughs) happen. That that plays into. And I got to say, the women at that wedding—I mean, they were all guests, friends of the bride, right? You know, Elle, because she's a supermodel. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, there were so many gorgeous women there. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. Did you score? Uh, What do you? Are you kidding? Does asking. it look like I scored no, at the not. Muse I wedding? I it don't know, not. man. No. Richard Cheese, you cheese it up. No. <laughs> You're on stage for hours. I can score at maybe, you know, the wedding for like, uh, uh, like, I can't but, even think of a band to make this joke work. <laughs> I don't want to insult anybody. No I mean, worries. Listen, you can get I away can with score most. at the Blink 181 there wedding. You go. There you <laughs> go. That, that's as far as I can get. All right, can you do a little Muse yeah, for us? Because song. this is Richard Cheese and Lounge Against the Machine. Yeah, this is one of our favorite arrangements of a Muse song. Everybody snap. Thank you so much. I usually bring my band to the show, but they're all asleep. This is Muse? Yeah. Don't you know I suffer? Oh, baby, can't you hear me moan? You caught me under false pretenses. How long before you let me go? Oh, you set my soul alive. Oh, you set my soul alive. Glaciers melting in the dead of night And the superstars get sucked into the supermassive Glaciers melting in the dead of night And the superstars get sucked into the supermassive Supermassive black hole! Thank you! So did you do that at the wedding? wedding? Uh, we did. You they did that it. song. Yeah, they loved it. And do you we do also... anything uh, more current? Do you do uh, uh, Billie Eilish? Yeah, we do. Since you, do. you called me yesterday and said, do a Billie, do Billie Eilish, Eilish song. Eilish? 
I can't. <laughs> well done. We actually arranged this last night and recorded this track. This I just thought a demo I acted track. pretty well. Uh-huh. It was very it was good. I thought it was well. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was good. Let's so, do a little Billy, shall we? This is new. I need you to snap again. Okay. This is a little song by my dear friend, Billy Eilish. You don't know her, do you? I'm the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> So you're a tough guy, like a really rough guy, just can't get enough guy, chest always so puffed guy, I'm that bad type, make your mama sad type, make your girlfriend mad type, might seduce your dad type, I'm the bad (laughs) guy. Nicely done. Duh. Might, might, might seduce your dad type was creepy from you. It is. Yeah. But, it you know, I don't. Good. I just interpret the lyrics. Yeah. I'm, that's a great pop song, and you got to do You don't toy with say. genius. Yeah. Tell me about the movie. Can I just ask you a question? Yes. yes is yes, this yes. a podcast that we're on right now? It's a pod and it's, radio and it's terrestrial radio. radio. What's a radio, radio station? What is radio? That's a great That's question. what a lot of people have been asking I, this year. How do people even yeah. listen to this? That's a good they question. They don't. Oh, I see. Well, that explains it. So you played Matt Bellamy's wedding. Yeah. That was like, I thought that was going to be the biggest thing that happened to me. Right. For the whole year. Of like, that oh, was all life, I needed. By the way. For yeah. my life. Yeah. And then I had something crazy happen, and it's a, an amazing story. Uh, about two years ago, I was at a birthday party in Hollywood, and I'm sitting there with a bunch of friends. It's my friend Gia's birthday. And someone at the other end of the table yells, Richard Cheese, he's sitting right there. And apparently at this party, at the other end of the table, they were having a conversation about Richard Cheese. Mm -hmm. And I happened to be at the same party. It was the craziest coincidence. So there was a woman at the party, and she was telling her friends that she had written a screenplay, and she wanted a lounge singer character in it. So she had gone on Google, found my band. (laughs) so so strange. strange. And she wrote a part for Richard Cheese in her movie. You're like the Forrest Gump of lounge singers. For you specifically. For specifically Richard Cheese. And I couldn't believe it. So I was like, wow, well, that is very nice of you. And I met the lady, and she was super nice. And I said, look, if you want me in your movie, I will do it. Anytime. But you got to pay me. Well, of course. But <laughs> literally, I assumed this wasn't going to happen. Because right. how many people in Hollywood have a screenplay that they say is going to get made, and they want you to be in it when yeah. they make it? So whatever. Two years passed. Never heard about it ever again. This past April, a couple months ago, I get an email from a casting agent. Hey, remember that movie? It's being shot. We need to know if you can fly to Mexico and be in a, a, a movie as Richard Cheese. I was like, yes, I can. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, I should have mentioned this. The woman at the party who wrote the script mm-hmm. was Kristen Wiig. Whoa! <gasps> that is so strange. That's the oh noise I made. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't believe it. And you it. didn't notice that at all. That was I never didn't even didn't... know she was at the party. She wow. Was just, I, and so she, they, I met her. No. She's the nicest person. <gasps> and she had written this part for Richard Cheese. And the movie comes out next year. It's That's called so cool. Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar. <laughs> and I'm in it. And her co-writer and co-star from Bridesmaids, Annie Mumolo, is in it. <gasps> and wow. some guy, uh, Jamie Dornan. Is <laughs> you that stop is it awesome. right now. He is. The guy from Fifty Shades. Yeah. Does Kristen Wiig get to? I I can't tell you, but oh, I, hope so. I will tell you, he is a good-looking guy. Yeah. yeah, if you wrote a movie and you set Jamie Dornan to be, you're going to have sex with him in the movie. For sure. Yeah, you're I would assume. That's yeah. how it works. Yeah. There's yeah. so much sex if I'm right. When's that, that coming out? It comes out July 31st of next year, oh, and so that's going to be crazy. I'm so excited. Thank you. And uh, 
I, I'm so grateful and excited that these things happen, and it's all because of you having me on the air sure. 19 years ago. We had Good Richard Lord, Cheese really? Lounge Against the Machine a long time ago. That was, and I remember at the time, he said, done. I'm done with this. I don't yeah. want to do it anymore. At 19 because, years ago. <laughs> because I assumed it would be over. Yeah. I can't believe it's still happening. I was on K-Rock before the K-Rock songs had whistling in them. That's how long ago <laughs> I, I was on this show. I can't imagine a time like that. Those right? were the good old days. <laughs> a long time ago. All right, listen. It's Richard Cheese Lounge Against the Machine. So this Saturday, clearly, we're yes, playing a right. show in Pasadena. At the Rose Theater, not the Rose Bowl. We are not playing that show with the Cure. I the see. Okay. You're not ahead of the yeah. Cure. Okay. Yeah, we're on a different, a different venue. It's uh, the Rose in Pasadena, the Rose Theater, and it's going to be a swinging show. It's air conditioned, folks. Oh, that's oh, not nice. in a big field. That's Great. pretty. Sweet. We have real bathrooms at this place. Okay. Great. So you All don't right. have to go to the Cure. You've seen the Cure before. Yeah, but I need to see them again. Yeah, they're very good. <laughs> so I assume no you one listening and you'll is going to come horn to my section? show. <laughs> yeah, we're playing with a big band, a swing and six piece. It's going to be fabulous. I'll wow. be very drunk, so please come to the show. All right. And uh, I'd oh like my to... god, my friend Wendy's in this movie. Oh my god, you know Wendy, Wendy McLennan Covey. She's from oh. Bridesmaids. Yes. And she's going to be in the movie. Yeah, this movie sounds stacked. Damon called... Wayans Jr. He was the best. Michael Hitchcock. Yeah. These are all funny. people. I can't believe you know these cats. They're is... all so nice. This is too good a movie for yeah. you. I know. <laughs> I assume I'm going to get cut out. No. Of don't, no. Even, don't put that in the, no, in the, even in the it's ether. It's already in the ether. For God's sake, <laughs> it's me. Please. I can barely get on the Kevin and Bean show. Come on. You're, oh, you're here. here. You're here. I you're in a here. massive movie. You're doing <laughs> weddings for very famous rock stars. That's true. You, how... you hooked up with a model at that wedding. Yeah, allegedly. But I heard. <laughs> there was one girl. I swear to God, we had to stop playing when she walked by the bandstand. <laughs> It was like okay. it was like nobody noticed. It was crazy. Yeah, no one noticed. They were all very drunk, off very expensive champagne. All right, Richard Cheese allows against the machine. Can we get some R E T M? R E T M. If you can pronounce it, I can sing it. <laughs> well, get it later. Later. somebody else say it. <laughs> this is a song by my dear friend, Rage Against the Machine. This has some swear words in it, so watch out. Okay. Am I allowed to swear on this? Nope. No. This is a swinging number. Is this Rage Against the Machine? It is. Okay. This is Rage, yeah. Killing in the name of some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses. Uh, hey! Killing in the name of... Killing in the name of... And now you do what they told ya. And now you do what they told ya. And now you do what they told you, you're under control. They do what they told you, and those who died are justified. For wearing the badge, they're the chosen ones. You justify those that died by wearing the badge, they're the chosen ones. Come on! Who are you yelling at? I don't know. It's in the lyrics. Yeah! You know, this next part, he says the uh, F word. Okay, so just I'm say not F. Don't say, say that. that. Don't. I'm going to say other words. Okay, okay. Good words. thank you. F you, I won't do what you tell me. Fudge you, I won't do what you tell me. Uh, 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 uh. Hey you, I won't do what you tell me. Hey you, I won't do what you tell me. Hey you, I won't do what you tell me. Hey you, I won't do what you tell me. <laughs> Bing, bang, bam, boom. Pop goes the weasel. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, Thank right. you very well, much right. for having very me nice. on the yes. show. 
Very nice. Again, if you want to see Richard Cheese and Lounge Against the Machine, this Saturday, August 31st at 8 p.m. at the Rose Pasadena. He's playing with a uh, six-piece horn section, and you can get tickets at uh, richardcheese.com. That is right. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, wherever Bean is. Allie, <laughs> Jensen, yes. Beer Mug, Dave, Christine, everybody. So Omar, real, real thank, thank you speech. so much wow. for having me. Wow. <laughs> Time for one more What's Happening with Allie. You guys, I brought you this story earlier. And we all delighted in it. It's a fantastic story. But a man named Fraser Harvey out of Melbourne, Australia. Melbourne, Australia. He recently named himself Customer of the Week at Sensory Lab Coffee Shop. Mm-hmm. It's a coffee shop that he frequents, but since they don't have loyalty cards, he took matters into his own hands. He created a poster declaring himself customer of the That's week. such a weird move. I, I love it. I do too, but I it's love it. so weird. He hung it up. In the coffee shop. In the coffee shop. Returned the next day to find that a rival had framed a photo of herself and hung it up, declaring herself, quote, customer of the week every week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is a great touche. Touche. He then created a larger framed version of himself and hung it. And when I say larger frame version, it's a huge frame, you guys. It's absurd. It's a uh, it's monstrous. So she thought, okay, here's the dagger right now. She projected a photo onto the wall using a like film projector and then a text tribute on it. So words that are projected yeah. to the wall. No, it's a stunning one up. It's a That's stunning one up. Yeah. By the way, I'm team her both times. Well, she, she does she does take it there. Yep. Frazier eventually won the battle, though. Hmm. He created T-shirts for the staff with his <laughs> face on it, as well as created the loyalty cards, which is all he wanted in the first place. Right. So he created loyalty cards also with his face on it. Mm-hmm. As of this article, it said his rival has not made a counter move. Oh, oh, Harriet has. <laughs> Harriet has posted a picture of a tattoo oh! of a coffee cup oh. that says Sensory Lab on her rib cage. Harriet for the win! Yeah. I mean, how do you beat you that? Got, well, that's what he's saying. He's like, I don't, uh, I, give I, don't up. I have limits. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> but remember when I said, I hope this is like a meet cute and yeah. now they're like together and they right. have still never met. Mm. They've never met. Just doing this back and forth with each other. This might be the greatest story of all time. And if I find out it's fake, it could and be fake. an advertising company Don't say it could be fake. for this for oh, sensory lab two people looking for a movie deal based I like on their it. story. I like it, and I think it's wonderful. All I'm saying is uh, your move, Fraser Harvey. But I mean, he has to kill himself and then spell out the coffee shop in blood. I mean, that seems dark. Um, that's. That may be over the top. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm here to win, so. But okay. does he win if he's dead? Mm, it's a legacy. It is a legacy. So hopefully I'll have another update for you guys, but that might be one of my favorite stories of all time. I love it. As opposed to, uh, to this wonderful story. Anthony Michael Hall is going to be joining Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween Kills, the latest sequel, of course, in Blumhouse and Universal's horror franchise. I love it! Of Halloween. He's going to be portraying Tommy Doyle. Mm -hmm. He's the one, he was in the first original Halloween movie. He was one of the kids that 
Um, Jamie Lee Curtis was babysitting the night that Michael Myers rained his terror upon the small town. And then he appeared in a couple other movies played by uh, Paul Rudd. So he's going to be in the movie. And uh, that's kind of exciting. Because like Anthony it. Michael Hall. All right. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm in. Good times, you guys. By the way, do you I remember... I can't wait for scary movies. Uh, do yeah. you remember back when they had the um, Halloween... They brought it back last year. Uh-huh. And Dan- they were, Danny McBride wrote it. Danny McBride wrote it, and they were kind of going to feel it out, see how it did. Mm-hmm. And they weren't planning on doing another one unless it did pretty good. Then it became the highest grossing entry in the horror franchise uh, with $250 million worldwide. <laughs> and they're like, you know what we should do? We should shoot two back-to-back. Let's do that. So now they're doing that. They're shooting um, Halloween Kills, scheduled to uh, debut October 16th, 2020. And then Halloween Ends the following year on October 15th. And I got news for you. Halloween ends. It's not ending. <laughs> that is not the end of it. Was uh, was that one good? The Danny McBride one? Yeah. Okay. Are you kidding yeah, me? No, really I never see it. Never saw it. Oh. I'll have to see it. It was really good. Okay. Why are you making those Not noises? sure why that was my reaction, but a great movie, you guys. I'll have to see it. You will have to see it. I'll have right to see it. You guys, uh, this is something that I'm not sure why it's taken that long to happen. But there are now adulting classes that teach life skills like handling your finances, cooking, or even just managing your time. I have no skills. (laughs) Because you think about... I gotta be honest, I really could have used that. In college, you're just learning stuff that, no offense... Last uh, week, I needed that. What? (laughs) The finances, the cooking, or the um, time management? All All of the above. I, I feel like... The biggest problem is not teaching taxes in college. Yeah, That's agreed. exactly what I was going to get at. Yeah. So during these classes, they bring in an accountant, tells them how they should be saving their earnings, other topics like stress relief, maintaining a healthy lifestyle, and something as simple that you never learn in school, taxes. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. That would be huge to learn taxes. In Absolutely, school. that should be that should be general classes that you have to take to graduate. Because let's be honest, no offense to college professors out there, we're not using a lot of your teaching. I uh, am worthless. I, I bring nothing to the table. Right. Zero. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's harsh. But learning taxes and yeah, how to save basic. money so basic. Yeah. Oh, your bank account stuff. Or I'm sure kids nowadays get out of high school and don't know how to write a check. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. We've discussed on this show when I. Uh, I didn't understand what being overdrawn was. Sure. And I actually said what my parents both thought was just a joke that you see like on T-shirts and Boca Raton. I actually said these words. How can I be overdrawn? I have more checks that I can write. That's pretty good. And they were like, that's pathetic. You're you're awful. You needed this course. I needed this course Mm -hmm. is what I'm saying. Adulting classes. It's a good idea. I like it. I think it's brilliant. I'm going to put Adler in them. Probably next month. I feel like he's... he's Give him a second. Start him early. Give him a minute. Give him a minute. Okay. Some birthdays for you from Dateline. One of my favorites, Josh Mankiewicz, Aaron Paul, Tom Ford, Tony Canal, and Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman. And that's what's happening. Mugs, where are you going to be today? Oh, can I do it in the Pee Wee Herman voice? I Uh, demand it. Don't ever ask. Just do it. (laughs) I'll be at Hot Topic at Thousand Oaks. (laughs) At the Oaks Mall. Not bad. Not no, bad. no, keep moving. <laughs> the whole thing. The address is 222 West Hillcrest Drive in Thousand Oaks.
<laughs> maybe, sorry, maybe do it in normal voice. Okay, right. maybe less right, right, no, And I'm cracking myself that was up. Bobcat, that you're was right. No, that's kind of strange. Yeah, we're giving away the new K Rock sticker, uh, of course, the, with Billie Eilish. You get the private performance, a meet and greet for you and a friend, and a 2019 Honda Fit. And today, from one to three at the Oaks Hot Topic, I will have tickets to Smashing Pumpkins with Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds, with special guests, AFI, Hot Topic gift cards, T-shirts, and more. We're gonna have fun. Come on down, one to three. I used to work at the Oaks. Ever since I can That's remember, he might do that there. If you <laughs> ask him, he'll rap. A 5 p.m. commercial free hour is happening thanks to a random act of helpfulness and the SoCal helpful Honda dealers tomorrow morning and all new Kevin and Bean show. Inappropriate gifts for your boyfriend or girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's a service charge on your food, do you still have to tip? I think we should talk to some servers I and agree. find out. Yeah. And Petros Papadakis will join us along with passes to the K-Rock Advanced Screening of It Chapter 2 tomorrow. It's the Kevin and Bean Show K-Rock. It's Tuesday somewhere, so you know what that means. It's Taco Tuesday! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.